T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, let's talk about the thing that I think pretty much everybody in the world is talking about right now, the Western Illinois Leathernecks. You know, Ricky O'Donnell arrived in Makeham eight years ago with a message and a vision that seemed ridiculous isn't even the right word. To take over this program that had never before been to an NCAA tournament, that had never before won a conference championship at the D1 level, that was synonymous with the lowest level of college basketball, to take over that program and say, yeah, I'm going to win a national championship there. You've got to be either brilliant or insane. Maybe Ricky Charisma is a little bit of both. Regardless, all that matters in this moment is that Western Illinois is two wins away from doing the unthinkable. Yes. Yes, Ricky Charisma is insane. I don't know whether we are or not. For doing this, but welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosen with Mark Grody with you, Saturday Suckage. And we spend a lot of our time exploring what people are doing, doing the, during this, their quarantines. We have a segment, What Are You Doing, Wegner, that will be coming up later this hour in which we go into greater detail. We found somebody who is doing, doing the impossible. And before we go to the Alpamonte Ford hotline, Alpamonte Ford in Melrose Park, we're going to have Adam Studzinski intro our guest because this is all very personal to our producer. Yes, it really is. And thanks, guys. I appreciate you playing along with this here because I've been following this from the beginning. So our guy Ricky O'Donnell, who's a Chicago-based basketball writer, had this idea to begin a chase for a championship with what he labeled the worst basketball program ever in college basketball, which is hard to argue with considering the history. And I'll give you a little bit of background here. Western, their basketball program has been atrocious for 99% of its existence. When I was there, they had a two or three year run where they were actually pretty competitive. And in fact, almost made the damn tournament and they lost by two points in overtime to South Dakota state. And I was actually announcing that game, and it's one of the worst moments of my entire life. So was that the Jackrabbits? Yes, yes, it was. It's it's it brings back a lot of horror. Like Ricky doing this brought back a lot of good and bad memories. Thinking about that, so Ricky, thanks for joining us, man. I, I first of all, I really appreciate what you're doing, and and so set us up like how you started this journey and how it's gotten to where it is. Yeah, well, I mean, I was a sports writer during a time with no sports, so I needed something to write about every day when I was at SB Nation. Uh, I was writing about 
every NBA draft prospect I could think of. I was covering the game uh, from all the angles I could at that time without any live sports going on. So I thought I might as well dust off an old video game I had, College Sports 2K8, which is the last college basketball video game ever made before the O'Bannon lawsuit started uh, you know, coming to fruition. And my idea, or my gimmick, I guess, was just that I was going to take Western Illinois, which was the worst school in the game, and I was going to see if I could build them into a national champion while simulating every game. I don't actually play the games, but going through the recruiting in a dynasty mode. So you get 40 years to do it. Uh, I started the idea, taking some notes, taking the screenshots, and then I sat on it for about two weeks because I thought, this is such a stupid idea and no one's going to actually read this. But I was totally out of other things to write, so I decided to go with it. And the response has totally blown me away. Uh, now the series has moved to a Substack, uh, rickyodonnell.substack.com. There's 7,000 people following it. Uh, over 100,000 people have read the series so far throughout its five or six posts. And tonight we're in the final four, so I'm going to stream it, and people are going to watch it, and it's going to be probably really silly. So uh, I can't believe it's taken on this much of a life of its own, but it's been fun to do. RickyO'Donnell.substack.com backslash P backslash Western Illinois Sweet 16, or I guess Final Four at this point. So recap how you got the worst program in, in basketball to the Final Four. You actually played this down, right, with, with, with schools we've heard of and would expect to be there? Yeah, so basically I just go through the game and I recruit players uh, for future years and then I just simulate every game. So when it comes time for the Summit League tournament, because that's Western Illinois Conference, uh, or when I finally broke into the NCAA tournament, I'll watch the games and then I'll just take video with my phone and I put together highlight clips for uh, YouTube videos. And so this is the eighth season I've been doing it. Uh, and we took out Ole Miss in the first round. In the second round, it was Michigan State, who were rated 100 overall. They were the number two seed. We beat them. Then we beat Villanova and Pepperdine, who was strangely the one seed in this video game. Uh, so now we're in the final four. We're playing Cal. And apparently people are going to watch me play a simulated video game from 13 <laughs> years ago over the Internet on Twitch. So what a world. <laughs> so... How much, other than from uh, Sir Studs here, how much love have you gotten from Western Illinois Nation, like people reaching out to you say, hey, really appreciate what you're doing, man. Go Leathernecks. Yeah, it's crazy. So I was at SB Nation for eight years, uh, you know, covering basketball at all three levels, high school, college, MBA. Uh, most people probably know me from writing about the Bulls in the Chicago market, but I've been covering the game uh, from a national perspective for a long time. Uh, and when I, you know, did the last post of SB Nation, I got furloughed there for three months, directed them uh, to this new site I started. I put my Venmo handle, and I got over $1,000 from people donating, uh, saying that they've, you know, really enjoyed the series. Western Illinois reached out yesterday, and they started making graphics and tweeting about the series, uh, so that was kind of surprising, but the response has been incredible. I've had emails from people every single day offering me recruiting advice, telling me how much fun <laughs> they're having watching the YouTube videos. One guy told me the price of the game has gone up to $150 since I started writing about it. 
because this video game is from 2008. There's like not many old copies of it left out there, and apparently there's been a groundswell of people trying to buy the game now. Uh, so I really can't believe that any of this has happened, uh, but it's given me something to do during a time when I don't have a job uh, starting this week. So uh, the response has been amazing, and uh, I don't know. Hopefully people stick with it. Ricky O'Donnell is our guest, and he's created a cottage economy that he doesn't get enough uh, credit for. You should get a piece of all those games. You should be like Michael Jordan and just constantly say, where's my cut? Uh, Ricky, if, if, if you were actually simulating real college basketball, then you would be, what, put on probation next year? Oh, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, what the NCAA doesn't know won't hurt them. Have you recru- have you committed any recruiting violations while while doing this over the 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 length of time that you're you're allowed to create this dynasty? Uh, that's what's so funny about the game. It's all very clean cut. Even if you have a great player, they stay in school for three years. So, uh, you know, it's a simulated world. It's the last college basketball video game ever made, and I think that you know part of the reason this has caught on is because. Uh, you know, there's not really another college basketball video game out there. This is so old. And also, I think people just like a Cinderella story. When I had the idea of trying to win the title with the worst team in the game, people have been into it. So uh, no recruiting violations yet. But, I mean, whatever it takes to win, that's what I say. <laughs> Ricky, you did mention that most – I know you mostly from covering the Bulls and having had you on the score before and listening to you on the score with other hosts. And one thing, I'm not going to lie to you, one thing that um, I am going to miss is the the venom that you would shoot uh, in the general direction of Gar Foreman and John Paxson. And now that will be tempered that the Bulls have made a couple of new hirings. What have you thought about the, the, the Karnaschovas uh, Eversley era and the changes that have been made by the Bulls so far? Yeah, I think all of it's really exciting. Certainly, it's way overdue for the Bulls. And for Bulls fans, I mean, we finally did it. This is what everyone wanted. I think the negative attention the franchise received during All-Star Weekend was probably what, what kick-started this. And, uh, you know, we've heard that John Paxson was the one who basically asked the Reinsdorfs to make this higher. So, uh, what we've heard about Karnaschovas so far, what we've heard about Mark Eversley so far, I think it all sounds really promising. I think Karnaschovas said uh, at his initial press conference that he wanted a staff that, uh, you know, wouldn't duplicate the same skills he has, where he could have guys have different roles within the organization. I think Mark Eversley is definitely going to be a relationships guy who can get close with players, hopefully help the Bulls in free agency, which we know They've always had troubles under Paxson and Foreman, uh, Eversley coming from Nike to the NBA, working with the with the uh, with Brian Colangelo over the years with uh, the 76ers. So I think that it's a it's a promising start. But the main thing I'll say is that the Bulls have a lot of work to do. Karnaschovas and Eversley are not going to be able to turn this around overnight. I think they're going to want to put their own stamp on the roster. So this young core that Garpax collected over the last few years with Zach Levine, Lowry Marketing, Kobe White. Uh, I think any of those guys could get traded, really, in the next 18 months. I'm sure that Karnaschovas will want to evaluate everyone, get a fresh perspective on them with his own eyes. Uh, but I expect there to be a new head coach next season. There's no doubt about that. And, uh, I think that while there might not be a lot of roster turnover initially, uh, give it you know a year, a year and a half, and they're going to put their stamp on this roster. And for Bulls fans, I think it's really exciting because, what was it, Foreman came here with, 
Tim Floyd uh, over 20 years ago. Paxson was the lead executive for 18 years. So this is long overdue, and uh, it's, it's exciting just to have new people in charge. Talking with Ricky O'Donnell, he'd written a lot on uh, the Bulls uh, for SB Nation. You can find what he's doing now at rickyodonnell.substack.com. Ricky, based on what you know about what you've seen, uh, how you've, what you've heard from the new Bulls administration, one of the things in their past is it attracting, signing the big name free agent, the free agent, which is something the Bulls had not done. And I believe that the last dance is working against them in two ways. One is Michael Jordan is doing this thing, and he's not a owner, part owner, equity. He doesn't have an equity piece of the franchise. And Kevin Garnett pointed that out, that if that doesn't happen for Michael, then what chance do the rest of us have to get a piece of a franchise? And also, it's still owned by a guy who was listening to Jerry Krause and going along with interviews to try to break up a four-time champion. So do you, how do you see the new administration actually becoming a player for the best player out there in free agency? Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a slow build. I think it's going to take a while to sort of rebrand this franchise from the way people have seen it. Uh, you know, over the last 15, 20 years, while Paxson and Foreman were in charge under the Reinsdorfs, the first thing the Bulls need is some lottery luck, let's be honest, because they haven't gotten it over the last three years. Currently, they're slated to pick seventh in the NBA draft again, whenever that happens Ooh. before the lottery. If it does shake out that way, it'll be the fourth straight year, of course. They picked seventh overall. Uh, last time the Bulls built a really good team, it happened largely because of lottery luck. Uh, you look at you know how they built that core. Luol Deng was seventh. Joe Kim Noah was nine. Kirk Heinrich, I believe, was also seventh. But then what happens? You hit the lottery, you get the first pick, you get D. Rose. The entire uh, perception of the franchise changes overnight. So the Bulls need some lottery luck. Uh, I don't know if this is the best draft to get it, quite frankly. This is a pretty weak draft. Uh, someone like LaMelo Ball might be the best prospect, maybe Anthony Edwards out of Georgia. Uh, but watching the high school scene over the last few years, the, the draft after this, 2021, is going to be absolutely loaded. Cade Cunningham, a kid. He's going to Oklahoma State next year. He's drawn some Luka Doncic comparisons. He's really talented. Uh, you can go to 2022, and there's a bunch of intriguing prospects there, too. So uh, I think the Bulls are going to need some lottery luck. They're going to need to actually build a promising foundation before you have a chance at convincing someone like Giannis and Dedekumpo to come to Chicago. Uh, I do think it's going to be a slow build, but you know they got, they got new guys in charge. That's the exciting thing, and a little lottery luck would really go a long way for them. Jim Boylan's a goner, right? Absolutely. I mean, if Karnaschovas keeps Jim Boylan, I think that that should be three strikes right away against Howard. <laughs> Boylan's got to be gone. If Grab you build some a bench. Grab some bench. <laughs> that's yeah. it. You're out, pal. That's Whatever it. credibility you had, it's gone. It's gone. Right. It's, an, it's a very easy first test for Karnaschovas to pass, though, because Boylan has right. done absolutely nothing to keep his job. Uh, I don't think he's going to keep his job if Karnaschovas has, you know, any ability to evaluate players, coaches, talent. Uh, he's got to fire Boylan. I have no doubt that Boylan will not be the coach when the Bulls open training camp next season. Uh, and, you know, just picking a new coach will solve so many of these team, this team's problems right away. I don't think the Bulls will be great next year with a new coach, but they're definitely going to win more games immediately, I think. Uh, and hopefully they get a little injury luck, too. This year they were so injured. 
but, you know, Boylan, certainly an entertaining presence in town uh, over the last season and a half since taking over for Fred Hoiberg. But, man, just absolutely brutal in terms of a tactician, in terms of uh, being the face of the franchise. It's, it's long overdue for the Bulls to move on. Okay, Ricky, now that we've done the pregame show, tell people where they can see College Hoops 2K8, where they can see the Western Illinois Cinderella story try to continue in the Final Four. How do people see the live stream? Where do they go? Yeah, it's on Twitch, twitch.com slash Richard P. O'Donnell. That's my name. And uh, you don't need to sign up for an account or anything. You just push play. It's going to be a video. You can watch it. There might be thousands of people watching it. I don't really know. We'll see what happens. Hopefully, I don't have any technical difficulties. Uh, but, yeah, we're facing Cal, and if we win that game, Kansas is waiting in the title game, and we're going to send that one right afterwards and watch it. So you can come check it out. Okay, tips at 7 o'clock. Is that it? 7 tonight? 7.30. 7.30. Oh, see. All right. Okay, there you go. Well, Jesus, I, Steve. I, I, well, that's why I asked. So I get an answer. So he gets it right. So, so everybody can check in on <laughs> On the leather next, Ricky, thanks for joining us. What a good, congratulations, continued good luck with this and continued good fortune with your Cinderella story, both real and imagined. Thanks, guys. All right, See that's you, Ricky, Ricky O'Donnell. RickyO'Donnell.substack.com, and you'll find it, the Western Illinois Cinderella story. What a great idea. So now I'll I, be one I of don't the know if we have to. Way, guys. What? I'll be you one of the thousands Twitch the sample. Watching. Oh, jeez. Right. I, uh, I think, let me just tell you this. I love Ricky O'Donnell. I think it's a great idea. I hope he gets thousands of viewers. I will not be watching. Oh, come on. It's a Cinderella story, <laughs> Grody. It's in hey, the hole. You'll, I'll, I will follow your Twitter feed, Studs, and Ricky's Twitter. And you guys can just let me know, just let me know what happens. How about that? I'll be live-tweeting yeah. the, the hell out of this thing. I will keep you open tonight. This is the closest that Leatherneck Nation is going to get to true national glory. This is very true. Hey, didn't didn't or doesn't Jim Molinari coach there or so, does yeah, he still? Coach Mo was there when I was there. He was the one. He was the coach of the team that almost made the tournament. And then the next year, so that was like an up and coming team. And there's a really good group of guys too. I, I still kind of keep in touch with them. And. They were, he had them, he had the program rolling really. And so the year after they almost made the tournament, they had the best season in school history. They won 20, 21 games, I think. And then they ended up losing in the, in the semifinals of the conference tournament because two of their best players were injured. Well, what happened to Molinari? He he got, he got the assistant job with Nebraska. And I, I can't remember if he's still there or not. I think he is. Wow. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's an upgrade from. It was an upgrade. It was. Is it? It is an assistant? From head coach at the, a Summit League school to an assistant at a Big Ten school? I couldn't blame him for taking that. Oh, I don't know about that. That sounds... I, I don't know. An assistant at Nebraska, like Nebraska, not exactly known for its basketball prowess, but... Okay. All right. It, I like Coach It is Mo. with Fred Hoiberg coaching. It is, too. Damn it. Yeah. Fred, Fred's, it's funny, like, Fred is the only thing that's really, pro- no, I'm thinking of Iowa State, never mind, I'm getting my, my schools mixed up with old Freddy, old Freddy yeah. boy. Yeah. Well, now that we know what Ricky O'Donnell's been doing during his quarantine, we're going to find out some <laughs> other things, what other people yeah. have been doing with our uh, new signature beloved segment, What Are You Doing, Wagner? 
and we'll do that after a break. Rosenblum and Grody, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Wagner has no clue. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To done. Watch out. Oh, oh what are you doing? He threw him out of the ballgame. you got to be beeping me. What in the hell are you doing? What are you doing, Wagner? you got to be kidding me. That is so bad. That is absolutely brutal. That's incredible. That is unbelievable. I'll tell you what. They have got to start making guys be accountable. That is totally absurd. That just tells you he has blue. Here's an umpire in the American League knows nothing about the game of baseball. That's unbelievable. We have always had problems with this guy right here. <laughs> Funny every time. What are you doing, Wagner? Welcome in, welcome back. Steve Rosenblum, Mark Grody, this is our segment. What are you doing during your quarantine? What are other people doing during their quarantines? Mark, what are you doing on your podcast? Share with the class. Yeah, let me give you three quick hits on what I am doing during the quarantine. I have started a podcast called Let Me Put a List Together, where... Me and my partner, Brian Mitchell in Minnesota, go through things about which we are passionate and make lists, and we put together our own list, and this week's show will be, we have not gotten into the recording studio, we will do that on Monday, but it will be top 10 John Hughes movies, think uh, Weird Science and Breakfast Club and Home Alone and all those great, lot, lot based in Chicago types of movies so that is the next one we've done uh, shows on 80 sitcoms we have done 90 saturday night live um talent and uh, much more so yeah check it out it's called let me put a list together stevie sunshine wow that's that's quite the pursuit that's that list in the john hughes movies you go that's sweet so um sir anthony hopkins you know right you know sir anthony sure hannibal, hannibal lecter right man Hannibal Lecter, Hannibal Lecter took to TikTok to do his version of Drake's Tootsie Slide. I did not think all those words would ever show up in one sentence, but they just did. <laughs> so, Hannibal Lecter took to TikTok <laughs> to not only do his version of Drake's Tootsie Slide, but then issue a TikTok challenge to Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger to do it too. 
this is this is where we've gotten to in our quarantine and in our um, <clears throat> our shelter in place. That's what that Hannibal Lecter is doing. That is extraordinary, my friend. Um, one thing well, too hello, that Clarice. I I will be doing. <laughs> hello, Clarice. Multiple migs. Um, <laughs> That's good. We haven't um, heard much of that. Yeah, really. It's been it's been a while since. Uh, Tell me, dear ladies, have you heard the lambs? Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter, Dr. Lecter. Um, one thing I will be doing tonight that I'm very excited about that I just noticed, I was going through the television to see if there is a new Saturday Night Live tonight, and there is. They are doing another, presumably, SNL at home version they have mm-hmm. done two of them now. I thought the first one was a little shaky. The second one I thought was terrific. And I'm really looking forward to the SNL at home tonight. I mean, it says new on my little descriptor for the show tonight. So I'm just assuming that that's what that is. So I'll be watching that tonight. And then you, you can damn well bet I will be ranking the skits tomorrow when I host the show from about 3.30 until 7 o'clock tomorrow. That's right. You'll be the cream sandwich between the Bears-Vikings game, Favre's knockout, at uh, noon here on The Score, and then Mark Rohde, and then after Mark Rohde will be Cubs and Nationals on Mother's Day, the Mother's Day game that, uh, well, I just can't tell you how it ends. You may not know. I don't want any spoiler alerts here. So that's tomorrow on The Score. Um, We have another week, so we have more up. We have another update of um, on the the War of the Cutlers, and according to page six of the New York Post, she found him growing lazy and unmotivated because he didn't want to do anything. <laughs> you know what? I would I would be Barbara J. Cutler. I'm I'm entitled to that. Whatever he put is. Just the one game against the Giants where the Bears couldn't block. That's enough. You get to do nothing for the rest of your life. And what did he make? $120, $130 million, whatever it was. She, yeah. This is reportedly, she was mad that he was lazy and unmotivated because he didn't want to do anything. And I guess she wanted him out of the house. So they're going through divorce. And remember last week's report on what the Cutlers were doing. What are you doing, Wagner? The, cut, the war of the Cutlers was... She wanted to divorce him, and she wanted $5 million to buy a mansion, so he froze the, their assets, their bank accounts, and told her to go get a job. <laughs> That's... I was thinking That's... maybe I could get, uh, like, an allowance. There you go. Isn't this there a case go. of, from, from Kristen's perspective, isn't this a case of, Kristen, you knew what you were signing up for, Okay. Uh, if we all kind of could understand Jay Cutler's demeanor and the way he operates and his indifference to most everything, um, <laughs> she probably should have been privy to that as well in terms of his apparent laziness and his content to do what whatever it is that Jay Cutler is is doing. So um, I don't know. You know, no. No, having having no. trouble working up a lot of sympathy for, for Kristen. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, do you think he was that different 
he, he, you, do you allow for the possibility they could be a the different guy than we saw? You mean like as Because we in, only saw him in team situations, really. Well, he apparently he wasn't different, though. Isn't that what she was saying? That he just right. That's she is. I, I maybe, but at first it probably. Well, oh, at first. Well, well, isn't isn't every every honeymoon? Isn't every relationship like whether it's a boyfriend or girlfriend, husband or wife? Isn't it all based on year two? Like if you like year one is always going to be awesome, no matter what. It's a honeymoon stage, so to speak, figurative, sometimes literal and the excitement of the firsts that go on, and then can you handle that person in the second year? Because then that's when it's real. That's what, see, that's the trouble with picking up that option, isn't it? Right. <laughs> yeah. So we talked yes. earlier about Matt Caesar. You knew Matt Caesar, right? From your I did, time with the yes. Cubs? Right. So Good Matt guy. Caesar, this is a story on um, Channel 2. Um, Megan Malachy interviewed him. You might remember... That there was a the the famous Brian Casella picture on the Tribune, which which is going to be a the the um, historic Cubs shot. They're they're leaping. They almost look like the, the the flags at Iwo Jima. One 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 group guys hugging, leaping in the air when they won the World Series. And Brian took a terrific photo. Matt Caesar painted that, and they were able to raise money for a charity with with that, with his paintings. So what he's been doing, what are you doing, Wegner? Matt Caesar has been watching The Last Dance and painting Michael Jordan. He's been painting mm. Michael Jordan from the famous shot of flying through the air at the 1988 slam dunk contest during All-Star Weekend. And he has sold about 12 of those. I don't know how much, but you can go to mattcesarart.com and he has uh, he's doing those he's he's quite the artist because it's it's a really good looking painting it's he's he's caught he's caught the 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 angles the 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 color the shades the tones it's really good so that's what he's yeah i'm doing. actually i'm looking at some of them right now he's got tons of cubs paintings as well um and some football stuff. You know, Matt Caesar was a big-time football player at Villanova too. When you talk, when you talk about Matt Caesar's baseball, you got to talk about his football. Well, <laughs> you just, you really just did. I know. You just did. Uh, unfortunately, is, he, yeah. Something else. We had Ricky O'Donnell on to start the hour, and he has done this. He is making, you know, college basketball. The 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 last college basketball computer game ever, and he's turned it into his... Um, he's, people have come to watch it because they have very little else to do. There is something about breaking open a pack of baseball cards. That, do you remember that as a kid? Did you collect baseball cards, Mark? You know, I, I have opened kind of baseball cards when I was a kid. I, I did not collect like i don't speak baseball cards my brother did so i get it i understand it but i was not a collector of baseball cards i i used to collect them but there is the the phrase is breaking breaking a pack of cards and it is being live streamed there are now conventions where there's like a there was a million card break People can do this to try to fill in their sets. They'll 
they can bid on cards that are in these packs <clears throat> that people are breaking. And, and I don't understand all of it, but I don't understand all collectors. But the idea of breaking has become an internet phenomenon and certainly grown since that's where people have to, that's where they turn now in their quarantine and their isolation, breaking a pack of cards and seeing what you get. And if you follow Chris Kampka, he'll be on with Matt Spiegel tomorrow between 9 and 12 on Hit and Run. He's always on the Sultan of the Stat. He also, he's been breaking cards on Twitter. He's been doing the breaking thing and which cards he gets. And when he breaks it, he's got some phenomenal stat, as you would expect of Chris Campa, to have to go along with it. So we came across this audio cut of Miles Michaelis, Cardinals pitcher, sure. who, was, who was in sort of given a pack of cards and was told to break it. And so this is a celebrity kind of thing as they get into it. So studs, do we have that? Yes, we do. All right. So this is, this is Miles Michaelis giving you, <laughs> breaking a pack and giving you his thoughts on it. But I'll find myself. They're not from the Cardinals. They stink. This guy stinks. 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 Struck him out. Stinks. Trout's okay. Stinks. Miles Michaelis. Good guy. Worked out with him in the offseason. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> stinks. Stinks. Not a Cardinal. He stinks. Mike Trout, he's okay. That's Miles Michaelis. And he's breaking that's great. a pack. Yeah. Good so that's him. what's that's what's going on. And something to the um, the you remember Joe Buck was doing play by play of regular things, right? Whatever yeah. people would send him videos, yeah. right? Um, uh-huh. Gene Sterator wants people, the, the you know, the former NFL official, mm-hmm. and he has worked for he's you've seen him on television. He's asked people to send him videos. Um, of issues in the house that he can rule on. And one of the things he ruled on was the proper way to cut a sandwich. Mm. He doesn't want you cutting it into a, a, a rectangle. He says the only proper way to cut a sandwich is triangles. And he will penalize you if you, if you don't cut it into, into triangles. This is... This is, is what are you doing, Wagner? That's what Gene Steratore is doing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, this is where we are. Steve, do you know, I don't even know if you know this, do you know I have a cat? I do not know that. It never I occurred to me to classify you as a cat person or a dog person. I did not yeah, know Yeah, I mean, I love dogs, too. Trust me. I, was, I grew up with cats, though. Uh, Gene did not trust. Me and my brothers to take care of a dog, so we were never allowed to have a dog. You, know, you guys don't even make your own beds. Nobody's gonna. I know what'll happen. We'll get you a dog, and I'll end up taking care of it. So we always had cats, um, and I, and I do love, and I do love cat. I love dogs too. Dogs are awesome. So this is not like cats versus dogs. Don't uh, get me wrong. But I have, I have a cat that I adopted a couple of years ago, um, Dave the cat, and um, Dave the Dave, cat. 
Dave the cat. And so I've been around a lot more. So Dave and Dave the cat's pretty young. So he, he still likes to play a lot. Very demanding of my time. And um, I'm surprised he has not been complaining during the show because he usually does that when my attention is not firmly on him. But he's tucked away sleeping some places. <laughs> a lot of people like to sleep during our show. Uh, <laughs> but I am... Uh, I, because of the attention that he demands and, you know, eventually when I am back, when we're all back doing our real work and all that kind of stuff and I'm traveling, I was thinking about adopting another cat during this time. And, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm thinking about, about that possibility. And I just think it's it's good. Um, you know, a man, a single man in his 40s with two cats. You know, that's that is my life um, right now. Um, I'm, I'm hoping for it. And I, I am wondering, too, from people who are cat owners, and I won't read your text because I don't want to bore the entire listening audience, but I, I have a two-year-old cat, and I'm wondering if for other cat owners who have added cats to your collection, how does that go? Is it okay to add a second cat? Um, do, they, do they get along? Are they cool with each other? So 6, 7, 11, it's a real question. Like I said, I, w- I will not make a topic out of this because, you know, you don't want to hear about it, but I'm just, you know, I, I'm, I'm be honest with you, Steve. I'm curious. I couldn't give you any advice, but reaching out to crowdsource it is a really good idea. Um, so did you talk it over with Dave and would you name your new cat Chappelle? It, it's yeah, possibly it's Dave seems pretty enthusiastic with the idea just because I can tell there are times when I have just had enough of um, throwing a string around or, um, you know, the, the latest toy that he gets tired of. I uh-huh. just think that if he had a friend that he, they could just go off and play and leave old Mark alone to watch Netflix. Um, so, yeah, so that's. um that's what I'm thinking about doing here, and this would be a good time to do it because you know then I could spend I could observe and not have to leave my place. Do you have a dog, Steve? I thought I heard a dog in the background of your place. Do you have a dog? Not mine. Not mine. Have had oh. dogs. Had Bogey okay. was a I believe in mutts. They last a good long time. They're loyal. They're wonderful. So yeah, but not right now. Um, and we get a lot of the without reading every text. There's a whole lot of people who think kitten is the way to go with an adult cat. Yeah, probably. So yeah, I mean that makes sense because not not as set in their way, um, I suppose. But you know, okay. I also like to adopt the cats that other people like. I'd rather have an older cat because everybody wants the kittens, right? It's the it's the two year old cats that need a home, Steve. That's true. True, but you got well check with the wherever you're gonna adopt it and what they think about um, adult cats or alpha cats or beta cats or how they're gonna make them work together. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's a very good, I, I, the idea of adopting it, from, and that's a wonderful thing. That's a great way to go. So I wish you and Dave luck on your, your new arrival. You keep us posted now, okay? Thanks, Steve. Thanks for letting me talk about it. Yeah, okay. Uh, we're going to take a break. We come back. The, <laughs> N, the NBA had a conference call. They're trying to do stuff. And Dennis Rodman checks in with his pal, Kim Jong-un. So, you know, we're not without... We're not without things to talk about here, even though there's no sports. And, and we just answer, did a, se- a segment on cats. Right. And the answer to the texter, um, the answer to the texter, no, this is, that show's not on even. The Chappelle show's not on, but he's a legend and you can find specials on him and you can always watch Dave Chappelle. So 
go text someone else. Neener, neener, neener. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. Now, I don't do drugs, though. Just weed. Good for you. That's a WB club. That's a wake and bake club. Speaking of which, the high priest of the wake and bake club, Mother's Day coming tomorrow, Willie Nelson mm-hmm. has a new single out. Be out for Mother's Day in case you're interested. The song, I'm the only hell my mama would ever raise. I'm the only hell my mama ever raised. That's it, Willie Nelson's new song. That's it's actually amazing. done by Johnny Paycheck in 77. But you got to love those country music titles. And you got to love Mother's I, Day, uh, right? Yeah, absolutely. I watched a, speaking of, again, the Wake and Bake Club and Stoners, I watched a, the majority of, at least, a, a Bob Dylan documentary on Netflix back from 2005. And, and, you know, I just thought about the, everybody must get stoned. Although it's not necessarily about getting stoned, is it now? Uh, I don't know. What is it about? What am I missing I think it's here? about... I think that song is about getting rocks thrown at you in a figurative sense, like fans uh, doing things like that. But you I know, don't, I don't can, have that kind of depth, and I have people right. who testify to that, and they'll swear out warrants on that. Um, so, so yeah. Um, Whatever. Speaking of Netflix, places. we both recommend Netflix. We both recommend that the new Jerry Seinfeld stand-up. Yes. Yes. Very good. And we have to get our hands on that because he discusses the, the two extremes. The only way to th- anything can be rated now, it's either great or it sucks. And then he discusses the thin line between great and sucks. And I think it's necessary for Saturday Suckage to be able to have access to that audio. But that's something you can watch. and That'll, that'll be that'll my be- project this week, guys. I'll make sure and get yeah. that. I don't know if it's legal. I don't know what we're allowed to do. Do you know? I feel like it's a blurry line for Netflix. I'm not really sure on Netflix specials because, I mean, it would be fair use, right? But I I don't know. I had to confirm with the higher-ups. I have an update, too, on Saturday Night Live. Tonight, apparently, is the season finale of SNL. So that, that would connote that it is brand new and it'll be another SNL at home. So I'm... I'm already pumped. I'm pre-gaming right now. This is it. So who's who's? Do you know who the host is? It doesn't say because, like I said, on the little descriptor, all it says is new. But then it just does the generic, you know, sketches of talented uh-huh. comedians. You know, the general descriptor as opposed to a host. I know in the they really even had traditional hosts for the SNL at home. They had Tom Hanks and Charles Barkley do stuff. Like kind mm-hmm. of and introduce the show, but they haven't had it like as like where they're in all the skits. So um, we'll see. I guess it'll be a surprise. My guess is that there will be, as SNL has has done in the in the modern era, lots of cameos with stars. X yeah. X cast members are big. You know, yeah. you have Robert De Niro beyond every once in a while. You know, Brad Pitt. You know, whomever, guys jump in because they want to be part of it. Obviously, Alec Baldwin, one of the biggest parts of it. And one of the things they did was when when they they played off Anthony Fauci, 
saying uh, he wanted Brad Pitt to play him when this movie gets made, and they had Brad yeah. Pitt in a skit as Anthony yes, Fauci. Sir. So yep. that's res- that's public response, and Pitt was great. It was a wonderful sketch. All right, we got to say goodbye. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank uh, Adam Amin for joining us, Dame Fox of Future Socks, Ricky O'Donnell, watch him at 7.30 tonight, Western Illinois. Thanks to Adam Stadzinski. Thanks to everyone who listens. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 to score. It wouldn't have been possible if we weren't here to be told how much we suck. So kudos to you guys for sucking as bad as we do. Yes, wait, wait a minute, minute Mr. Post. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. That's it. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.